You are listening to Net Talk Night Job Podcast. All right. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. I mean, I think I, it's good I, to let everybody know. Yeah, go ahead. I'm guessing, I'm guessing a lot of people learned a lot from the last episode, too. Yep. About fitness and you know how ex- uh, exercise has to do with the mind and the body as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we kept it very professional in that first part. But if you listen to that yeah. first part, it's just it's just getting hot. So you really got <laughs> to into other topics during the second part. So you definitely want yeah. to pay attention to this. Uh, it maybe made it may, went the it meant a little bit towards the fun part of things, but at the same time, it's still a learning experience. So yeah, yeah. we are back with we him. We went, we went, we went to school with him, so we we to, we how I put it now, we toned it down the second part. So we had a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, just like in episode seventeen, we are back again with Gotuku Ejemba, a strength, a UK yeah. certified strength um, and conditioning coach yeah. as well as a personal trainer. Yeah, who looks like an sports nigga, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we'll put up videos of him working out so they can they can they can tell for themselves. Yeah. So. All right, so enjoy the second part of the interview. If you did not listen to the first part, please go back to episode 17, the previous episode, listen to the first part, and then come back and listen to the second one. Listen to this part, exactly. Have fun, y'all. Yeah, see ya. Okay, so for me, basically, I'm I'm someone, I'm, I'm a very private person, generally. Mm. Um, I like to watch my own space. I don't like to get into people's spaces. So one of the things that happens with celebrities is the crowd that they pull when you're training them or something like that. So they have a lot of people around them and they're people that want to like almost get in your face to try and tell you things to do or try and almost try and show you the star power of that celebrity. Hmm. And I'm someone who generally I find that very irritating. So I will just, I almost, not that I lash out, but I just switch off. And then I have, you know, celebrities saying things like, oh, I'm very busy. I, I couldn't make this session. And I have to say to them that at the end of the day, I'm not after your money. I'm after your results. So mm. you're very busy. You can't make a session. It's, it's bad for both you and me. Mm. So yeah. these things like that, that just kind of put me off for celebrities. So I try personally to stay away from them on a personal note. Yeah, I understand. So do, do, is there, are there um, times where maybe they were wanting to put it on social media, what you guys are doing? Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't allow that personally. You don't allow that. No, I, don't. <laughs> I don't. Don't tag me. You know, you can tell them about who your trainer is, but I don't want to. Please. No, as in, a... I'm talking about like them filming sessions so that they can. Post yeah, that's sessions. what I'm saying. Those things, those things can happen. Okay. And generally, I'm the one that I will be like, no, 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 I'm not. Please leave me out of it. Oh, okay. Even when they're okay. trying to film sessions, most times I I will step out of the way. Ah, I why now? All business. Is it not good for your market? Is it's, I'm not looking for that kind of market personally. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not looking for that kind of market personally. Okay. All business. <laughs> okay, so let me just drop another question. The thing is about 
competition now. I mean, every business has competition. And yeah. I mentioned earlier when we started that there are a lot of people who call themselves personal trainers. If you go to any yeah. gym, they are not necessarily certified or didn't go to school for anything like that. Maybe, but there are yeah. guys that they are usually very fit people. And uh, do you have challenges with, like, I I want to assume probably I, I don't want to use the word premium, but let's let's just for argument's sake let me use the word the premium, like or is maybe it's not even a premium at all. Are there challenges with competing with people who are maybe not professionally trained? For me, no. For me personally, no. And the reason is because, first of all, when you get into the market of training, you understand the concept of market share, whereby you cannot Mm -hmm. be everybody's trainer. And I think that you can only only bring what you know. So I don't get into those spaces. I mean, I have issues. People tell me all the time, what if somebody you're training goes and picks up another trainer? I was like, well, it's the person's choice. How do they do with me? Um... So I'm not going to stop them and I'm not going to feel any way about it. And also, there's also the issue of the fact that I know what I bring to the table personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the personal notes. And there's a saying that we used to have in our um, friend and conditioning circle, basically. We say, when you are confident in your ability to deliver, you do, want, you do not worry about what your competition is doing. Mm. Yeah, I get. But so the reason why I ask that question is, I don't know if you are if you are comfortable enough sharing. But I want to. I, I'm I'm assuming, like whatever you charge, you know, for these blocks. Yes. You probably you would have probably come across somebody who will say, Ah, I think I can pay. Let me just go and pay one gym guy to do mm. this. That, that, so that's what I'm asking. Like, is there a large disparity, or are those people too very good at? pricing themselves so personally i get that all the time i'll tell you for free i get people that say oh you're too expensive ah this guy said and always what i tell them is it is different between shopping at oxford street and shopping at camden town market <laughs> so anyone that understands that will know what i'm talking about you choose what is important to you the difference between shopping at um, mega plaza shopping at Alaba international mm. you will get you will still get the same products you might even get the same quality of products but it's just the, the location yeah. of the shopping that the location of the shop that matters. And for me, yeah. I've spent a lot of time not just so basically, this is where I dis- differentiate myself with a lot of trainers in Nigeria. A lot of a lot of people understand the principles of training. We lift mm-hmm. weights, you get bigger, you get muscles. Yeah. You, you your your heart gets stronger. But a lot of people don't understand the science of training. Mm-hmm. And those that have have been able to create. Uh, value for training are those that understand both the science and principles of training. And I, I, no, I, I, was going to, I happen to have a, a good knowledge of both. I, I was going to ask it. I was going to ask the question. The next question I was going to ask, do you let your clients know that beforehand, look, sit down with them, watch you, what, what are you trying to achieve? Then tell them all you have learned to become so, certified and do what you do. So I don't tell them all I have learned because it's always good to keep, okay. keep, keep back. So that people don't really understand what they're okay. dealing with. What I do is I okay. tell them I before I take anybody on, I must evaluate the person. First of all, hmm. the, the, my reason for evaluating the person are two two main things. I want to know what they want, and I want to know how yeah. I can help them achieve what they want. Okay. And in order to do that, so I, yeah, in order to do that, I must first understand where they are. Okay. Yeah. I guess I guess when you're evaluating them and they hear you speak, 
and they, they hear the method you want to use, they now realize, okay, this is Oxford Street, oh, this is not, this is Mega yeah. Plaza, this is not. Uh... <laughs> that, is, that is usually, that's funny enough, that's usually that usually changes everything. Most of the times, when I start yeah. speaking, they now think, oh, this guy must know what he's saying. Because exactly. I've, even, I've even gone to places where I've had to go to speak to doctors and people that are in the science world and fitness world. And first of all, when they look at me, they just think, this guy is just gym head. Now, basically, they go it gym. It does it <laughs> <way>. <laughs> yeah. They go, ah. I've places where I'm going to, and I've heard people comment like, ah, this guy is a bit something, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've had but it's always fun for me because for me, that's what I've always wanted to do. It's always what I've I've been in my life, so it's 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 a joy, it's an absolute joy to be honest. Cool. Yeah, cool. So let me ask my my the question I gave to my head earlier. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. so <laughs> you know we established that most of your clients are women, right? Yeah. We even went further to say most of them are women that their husbands pay for them. Yes. And I know mm-hmm. that anybody that is coming to you and most of us in real life have have tummies and whatever. <laughs> so you are going to be and I'm sure when as a personal trainer, maybe sometimes you have to touch people, right? Or yes. no. Right. You have to touch people, right? So yeah. like have you had issues around that? I don't I, I have some specific questions, but I want you to just <laughs> just talk about <laughs> what issues have you had dealing with you know women and, and training, especially when you have to touch them. And now you've said their husbands are paying. Any any funny stories around that? So first of all, is I, I before I even started, I create boundaries. Mm. I always create boundaries. One of the one of, funny enough, one of my rules most times, I I try to avoid training single women. Really? I usually, okay. I, yes, I usually train. I usually try and train women that are married because I bring their husbands on board for two reasons. One, I try and make okay. their husbands comfortable enough to trust me to get the results for their wives. And two, it also puts a check on our relationship. Hmm. It's, it's very, very, for me, that was, that used to be very important. So I try not yeah. to, yeah. yes, it's very personal. I try not to, I don't, I don't mix anything. I would never be, uh, I would never be in, uh, what's it called, inappropriate with any clients. You know, I ask questions. Yeah. If you feel that you're not comfortable with this, say something, you know, things like that. Yeah. These, all these things are, are very important to me. And then obviously with my, with 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 the husbands as well, I always make them that know that we need you on board. Though it's not just yeah. your wife doing this thing. We need yeah. you on board. We need you to support yeah. your wife to get her results as well. So yeah, yeah, I, I do. I mean, I, the challenges are there, but I have ways of overcoming them. To be honest, and I keep it professional from the onset. Oh, okay, like I said, every time you talk, I you just put a question yeah, in my head. You <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before I even get to that one, like, so, so I want to ask now, like, you know that women now. I mean, I'm just assuming you know, everybody come for me. So what mm. I'm saying is, you know, like, women have fantasies. You see it in the movies all the time. There's this mm. fantasy, of, you know, a chiseled guy. You know, you know, the imagination. We must put, we must put the ghost video up. <laughs> yeah. So I just that's why I'm asking that question. Like you are dealing with a woman. Most of your clients, I assume, are not obviously going to be the fittest people. Mm. But they are still women at the end of the day. They all have fantasies of whatever. So that specifically, as that, as that is, is that part of some of the issues you've come across? Oh, definitely you will. Because like you said, people will have fantasies, especially women. 
You know, even men that have female trainers, they all have fantasies. But what you do, like I said, yeah. is you keep it professional from the onset. So you're not, first of all, you have to learn how to manage relations, you know? Okay. Like, you know, when you okay. when you say to somebody, when you say when you say a woman that is that might be interested in you or something, what you do is you try and make her understand that it's not like as if I don't find you attractive, but I don't play that way. Yeah. Yes, that this is work. You know, you know, I, I joke with some of my clients. I tell them things like, ah, if if you were, if I was not um, training you, you know, like when you, especially if you, maybe if you meet a client that maybe goes down that line, I could joke with her and say it's like, ah, if when I was in the past, when I was in the world, you would have been my perfect woman, mm-hmm. but another man has taken you, you know, things like that. <laughs> so, yeah. So that sounds dangerous. You are keeping them comfortable because at the end of the day, you don't yeah. want them, you don't want them, you don't want to make them feel undesirable because mm. that's what they put you in the first place. So mm. you don't want and to also get them out of that routine. routine yeah, you don't want to make head. them feel undesirable, but at the same time, you also want to draw a line to make them understand that I'm just you know saying this so that you understand that you are. I mean, you are you are desirable man and all that, but I can't do anything with you because you're my client. And it, mm. it, it, the client's code, the client's um, trainer relationship any day of the week. I would never advise anybody that has clients to have anything to do with their client. It destroys businesses. Hmm. And once you've gone down that route, it's very difficult to break out of that route. Yeah. Very, very difficult. I'm, very, I'm personally very keen on that. I do not have anything to do. I never have and I never will have anything to do with any of my, my clients, especially female. Never, ever. Yeah. You know why this is interesting right, to me? Because as you were talking, I'm I'm imagining something. So uh, there's a woman, you know, obviously maybe let's assume she's around her age or, or thereabouts. She's married. She has a typical husband, big belly, everything, fat guy. And then she's now coming to have sessions with this chisel guy. Yeah. And coming Rock. in close contact. And then you're even touching her again. <laughs> my guy, I don't go send my wife to come with you. I I'm personally, kidding. I always make sure that the husbands are on board. Personally. Yeah, you said so. I always make sure the husband are on board. So yeah. I will bring you into the session sometimes to come and watch the session. Yeah. So you know, okay. you know exactly not, what's going on. on. There's nothing on the board. There's nothing on cover. I bring you in. Come and have a look. Come and see what we're doing. And come and make up your mind whether this is something that, you know, you're comfortable with or not. Because at the end of the day, especially if you're the one paying, why would I start doing all these yeah. things that are going to jeopardize my income. Suicidal. So that's why most times I like to train uh, females that are married because that way their husband can see exactly what we're doing, understand what we're doing, and be a part of what we're doing as well. That is very key. Them being a part of what we're doing is actually very key. I make that very important. Like, come and be a part of this thing. Even sometimes I try and encourage women to bring their husband so that let's all train together. Mm, Sorry, Ugo, so I wanted to ask this. I wanted yes. to ask this. I, I noticed that as o- the older I get, it's, it's harder to get out of bed. I'm o- I, I get up tired sometimes. And yes. I hear that ex- exercise energizes you. I don't, because I'm now trying to marry the two. How does this work? They say if you work out regularly, you, yes. work, you, you get up more refreshed, you get up more energized. But like Mawa said at the beginning of this um, uh, interview, you, you're, you're too tired to exercise. You're too tired to exercise and go to work. And so how, 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 can, how does exercise, you know, get me out of this funk? I, increase, what, I, I want to hear the science of it. 
So the main signs of it is increased blood flow. The main ah, signs of it okay. is increased blood flow. Exercise increases your blood flow. It gets your blood flowing properly. And most times, when your blood is flowing properly through your veins, most of your, your functions work better. Okay. That's the main signs of it. Now, also, the most important thing is that exercise, mm. for some reason, also helps you function better. So part mm. of functionality is the ability to wake up in the morning, yeah. sleep when you need to sleep. Like, I don't have a problem sleeping. Yeah. Whenever I need to sleep, I'll fall asleep. Okay. And I wake up, I have I wake up at 3.30 every morning. <laughs> I wake up at 3.30 every morning. So one of the things that exercise does is improves your functionality or just being healthy mm. generally. It improves your functionality. Yeah. So it's mostly down to functionality. And so the, the thing thing get, sleeping, sleep, things like sleeping early and waking up early is actually based on functionality, how well your body is functioning. So the older so, you get, the more encouraged yeah. we are to exercise anyway. Yes, it's very, very important because it improves your functionality. It absolutely improves your functionality. So it's it's exercise okay. is, is absolutely it's it's key to everything. It's key to everything. Fantastic. Okay. Okay, so thanks, Hugo. <laughs> I told you that every time <laughs> you talk, a new question pops into my head. <laughs> so this is going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but I think it's important that we talk about this. <laughs> okay. So the thing is that you know you talk about blood flow now. Yes. You know, the, the older we get, I mean, if we let's just be very transparent. Like, so me, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. I'm talking as like a married person here and everything. But it's even natural. The older you get, the less yeah. sexually active you can be. Right? I see. Yeah. So, I mean, if you were you young, you could, you could do it three, four times a day sometimes. But as you get older, yes. you do it less. But being somebody who is physically fit... Yeah. Sorry, you feel embarrassed. Actually, <laughs> somebody, <laughs> do you do you do you see? Is it? Are you more? I want to say is this the drive still there? Possibly. Is 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 your drive higher than the average guy because you are fitter? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, exercise does increase blood flow, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and technically, the main component of erection is blood flow. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's so why your blood flows better, your <laughs> gets bigger, it stays longer. It's a known fact. Yep. Now, another thing that also exercise increases is the production of testosterone. Mm. Oh, yeah. For sex. Yes. So it's important for sex as well. So naturally, what now happens is that the, the more you train, the more you get, you can stay sexually active because mm. of these factors, increased blood flow and improved testosterone production. So that's why a lot of men go and take artificial testosterone boosts because of that. Yeah. But you can actually just correct that by training hard and training specific exercises as well. Like exercises that you train for your legs actually improve the boost. It has been scientifically shown that it improves the boost of testosterone production. Okay. So doing squats, leg exercises, and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, so from a fitness point of view, if you're training hard and you're staying fit, you will feel better exercise wise okay <laughs> your drive, you have you have, you have better drive yes you, will have, you yes you that's the word you have a better drive sexually yes okay so we can we can cut out this part uh, Ugo, if, it's, if it's funny yeah if you are yeah if it sounds funny to you we can cut it out that's not a problem with me i mean it's it's okay. a natural problem, so, so it's normal. there's this thing here uh, so I'm not speaking for myself so that nobody will quote me. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you if if you are if you are sexually active, right? If you have yeah. sex at this age, there's to 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 go again after 
you know, um, after ejaculation, you know, around or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you need some, mm-hmm. you need some breathing time. You need to yes. rest. <laughs> is it, is it, are you saying that the time is shorter for you? No, I can't see that. I can't see that for a fact because I haven't done that research. I'm not taking any information or any data on that, so I can't see that for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Very <laughs> good answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me let me leave the before the questions there. Eh? But it's also it's still very important information if you think about it. Oh yes. Yeah, it of course. Look, I'm sorry, can I say you know, as 40-year-old men, these are questions <laughs> we have to ask. Yes. No, I'm being sincere here. I'm not even we, because we're getting older. I, I think the beginning of this um podcast, me and my said, look, you're halfway there. If you live to 80, fantastic. So you're half, yeah. halfway there. So the body's telling you some things already. Yeah. So these are questions Absolutely. we have to ask. Absolutely, I agree. So so what's your problem with single women now? <laughs> so it's not like I have a problem with single women, but there's always a tendency for funny business when you're dealing with single women. Aha. And you want to cut that out. So I'm one of the people that I believe in. I believe I have a mantra, right? I'm not one of those people that believe mm-hmm. I, well, I learned it early in love in life and also in my university that as a man, don't go and say, ah, this thing no fear affects me, so make I go try out. I most likely believe that avoid it because yeah. we're all human beings and we all have weaknesses. Okay. So if it's something that you you hope that you will never do, don't go and test it to know if you will do it or not. Just avoid it generally. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you have to remember one thing. You know, you're a man and blood flows through your system. And half of the time, yeah. the women that you train are attractive women. So even if yeah. you don't suggest it, they may suggest it. And at the same time, I even learned that when a woman wants something from you, if she if she if she really wants something for you, she will get it as long as you're around her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I do most times, if I see that that is coming, I put a boundary. And if a woman is single, there's nothing stopping her from doing that. Mm. Yeah. But if she's married, at least she has a married woman. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. at least make her no spoil my marriage. But when she's single, there's mm. nothing stopping her. She's single. What's her business? So mm. I'm not saying yes. I don't train them, but I I try to you know I I try to limit my training of of single women. Right, the ones that are very well to do, the ones that are very established. Hmm. Because the fantasy okay. my spoke of will just they just be running. <laughs> if they have if they have <laughs> the it was stopping them from expressing it. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, nothing stopping them from expressing it. If they have it, the worst comes to what you say no. But at the end of the day, they can express yeah. it. And at the same time, yeah, sometimes they dangle a carrot in front of you that may be too good to refuse. Mm. And they don't go down that road. And trust me, that is a lonely, destructive road. Mm. Okay. So let me this let me ask. Um, how do you have you had like a very obese client before? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've dealt with very obese clients, yes. Did you were you able to get like some success out of it? Oh, yes. Was it, or was it a lost cause? No, no, absolutely. I got success out of my uh, my client because what I do with those clients that are on that level is that first of all I get them to trust me mm, okay if they can trust me we can get results okay that's mm. the key yeah if they can trust for, me for a, client like, for a client like that do you ease into it do you start off with easier exercises just say okay look let's let's start with, with clients like that stuff. you always have or to ease into it okay. with clients like that you always have to ease into it because first of all you have to get them to trust you and by to get them to trust you you have to make them understand that I'm doing this for you, not for myself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's very, very important that they understand that and then they, they believe in your methods. So you have to ease into it. Very important. Mm. You cannot rush yeah. them. 
you cannot rush them. You cannot you cannot put pressure on them. And you also have to understand yeah. that they also have needs which not align with your training methods. So you have to be gentle with them. So sorry, does this come in your training as a um not a body trainer? You're not a body trainer as a strength and sorry conditioning coach because we watch on TV. We see the, the we see the trainer yelling at the fat guy. You can do it. You can do it. Is is, is that is that for TV or has how will be the more realistic approach? Like because you you're giving us a different side to it now. So some people respond to yelling. Oh, okay. Some people respond to so let me not say let me use the right word. Some people respond to constructive criticism or constructive okay. reinforcements. Some people yeah. respond to negative reinforcements. You have to figure out which one your client responds to. And you have to be flexible enough to use So you have to be flexible enough to use either one to understand how to use either one. So you have people that respond to negative reinforcements, and then you have people that respond to positive reinforcements. So you have to you have to decide which one works for your client, and you should be flexible enough to use the right method for them. Oh, okay. Generally, you subtly subtly cajole them; they respond. So you have to figure out as a trainer which one does your client respond to. And that's what you use. So I don't. Um, I want to go a little bit personal now. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay. I have, I have so, questions for go. Don't worry. I have uh, questions for go. Let me. I'll just do this one. Then I'll hand over to you, Azuka, so that I can leave Ugo alone. Yeah. <laughs> you will be tired of me. Uh, <laughs> the I I remember you posting a picture because we are all in the same. We are in the same. You know, alumni WhatsApp group. And yes. I remember yeah. you because I mean you are single, right? Just to clarify. No, I'm not. I'm not single. I mean, are you married? Um, I was engaged, yes, but I'm I'm no longer married yet. No. Okay. So, are you comfortable going no, down I, this rabbit hole? Go for it. Okay. So, like I said, I remember you posting a picture with you know a significant other. I guess it, maybe was it 2020? I'm not sure, but it's not too wasn't too far away. Uh, okay. Or far back. And it felt like, you know, the bells were ringing or soon or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah. know. Is that, are we talking about the same situation or are you referring to something much earlier with, with what you just it said? Must have been, if it was a long... So basically, I got engaged in I got engaged in 2017. Oh, okay. was it 2017? I don't think it was it that far. It was a long time ago, yes. I got engaged in 2017 and my engagement broke or my, my engagement ended in 2020. Mm. Is it that my memory is making me feel like what I saw was in 2017? Why do I feel like it was more recent? Like, no, it wasn't. Was, it, was it the same thing which you shared? You know, you shared everybody was, you know, happy and everything. It must have been a long time ago. I got engaged in 2017. That was when I got my engagement. But I'd been with the person for five years at the time before I got engaged. Ah, okay. So, eight years. Have we, have we been in this WhatsApp group since that time? It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the reason why I asked that is, so I, 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 I felt maybe that was why you were being cautious with the single women thing. But are you in? Are you okay? So you are in another active relationship now, right? Very active, yes. Okay, all right, solid. No way. Let me not prime for that. Azuka, <laughs> over to you. <laughs> okay, let me just segue from what I said. I, I like, okay, we're talking about the second thing now. I'm not married. I don't have any kids. I'm not even in an active relationship, as well as put it. Now, let, let me just make it a little bit personal. Is it Igbo in us? Because these Yoruba guys get married early. So what do you think? <laughs> no, if, if we take a, a, a little survey of all the, uh, most of our mates on the group, you see the Yoruba guys have 
children. Um, well, most of them. Let me not say all of them. But if you look at this. These bachelors, these serious bachelors on the group. Really? Top is probably the evil guys. <laughs> yeah. I think it's <laughs> probably the culture. And the reason why I say this is because the evil culture generally for a man is the man always believes that he needs to have everything before he gets married. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't it doesn't play the same way in the Yoruba culture. It doesn't mm. play the same way in the Yoruba culture. Um how come we haven't how come it hasn't um, diffused into us? We've lived in Lagos. Almost all our lives, we've we, we lived with these people. So I don't know. My, my help the, the the one, At the end of the day, we grew up with our our parents and our fathers training us to believe that for a man to go. And also, it's it's the evil culture. If you if you go and marry an evil girl today, what you yeah. be required of, you can't go there with an empty hand. <laughs> Very true. So you have to be prepared. I guess that's it. So that's one of the you things know, that what, I what, 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 I brought this up because I spoke to my mom not too long ago, uh, before one of our um, 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 sessions. And the first thing she asked me is, are you married now? Because I know my mom. I've known my wife for a long time. I've known his family for a long time. Are you married now? I was, I was like, no. That was like the second question she asked after, how are you? <laughs> and then she was like, oh, are you? <laughs> she was like, okay, so why aren't you married? Then she now just suffered and I said, look, okay. Just know that there's no perfect man and there's no perfect woman. Just try and get it on and then have a family ahead of time. So I said, okay, when, when we speak to someone else, I always I, and I always ask this question to any time, have any time, whenever I meet, married or not, because I, 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 I really want to understand is it the evil thing or what. But I think you've given us you've given us a fair um, you really because you are right when you go for the marriage, you're expected to have a lot. Don't just. You don't just go there with empty hand. You're supposed to be quite. Ah no, stable. no, no, no. Very quite. What, quite what stable. The matter is, at the end of the day, what my wife mom said is right. At the end of the day, what yeah. you find out for those of us that are afraid to to take that step is that if you meet the yeah. right person, you you both of you will build together. Yeah, true. You will build together. So we need to stop being afraid of taking that step because we feel like, oh, yeah. okay, it's going to hold us back. Da da da, and da da da. Build together. Yeah. Build with the person. Build a foundation. As you said, I guess it's the culture thing then. What we yeah, heard is, over, it time, is, over time. And... It is a culture thing. It's mostly down to us believing that as evil guys, we must have the word before we can get married. And frankly, yeah. that's BS, for lack of a better word. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't want to go into my thoughts on, on that because I, I look at those very well. Like, <laughs> what, what I was saying, I don't want to. He's going, going to eat again. <laughs> you don't know, have to add, add kerosene to the fire. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but if I, I think maybe just, just to say, like, what I always, what I believe, honestly, I'm I'm actually of the opinion that you shouldn't get married early. Okay. Hmm. I actually agree with that opinion. The only thing that, that if I, I, I'm of the opinion that if you can manage to even avoid it altogether and not end up in regret that that's a viable option to choose though i know hmm. it sounds weird what i'm saying but i, I that's, it's, that's it's shocking. what i would say what i would say is if you want to have kids if if you are passionate about kids then by all means yeah. do it the earlier the better that's that's all out that's oh, what okay. i would but if it's if you are just if maybe kids I know that it might sound strange, but if you are okay not having kids, which I think yeah. should be an option that a lot of people should consider. 
<laughs> I know I'm sounding like a <laughs> but if if you are better to do it later, you get because there's a level yeah. of you know, yeah, you grow together, right? You start early, but there's a level of maturity and knowing yourself. Because I'm sure you guys would agree. Hmm. Even at 30, yeah, the way you think now is yeah. way, way different. Like different, from yeah. how you were at 30 or how you were at 20 or whatever. So I mean there yeah, are things, yeah. but at the end of the day, too, life life is all about ups and downs. So you might as well just go through the ups and downs and do it. But I don't want to go deep into the mind stuff. That's what we are talking about this episode. So, <laughs> yeah, do you have any more questions for Ugo Azuka? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, for those who don't know, I'm sure people that are listening later, Ugo was one of the cool kids in February. <laughs> he was he was not a nerd. I remember, I remember, <laughs> I was a little bit, <laughs> I was a little bit quiet in school, but I remember Ugo dressing up, shirt and jeans, and he was going to FGC Shagamu. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and we were in a boarding school understanding. So the, the man was going to see somebody like he was going to see somebody next door. He dressed up and went out. So Ugo was one of the cool kids. So now this brings me to my next question. What is the nerdiest thing you do, you've done? I always ask this question. I know you draw exceptionally. Ugo draws very well. He's a great artist. So there are a lot of things he can do. But I, I like I, we spoke to somebody earlier. We said, what's the nerdiest thing you've done? She said she reads comics. She reads comics. So what's the nerdiest thing you do? Because me and my I started this podcast as nerds. So I always ask, what's the nerdiest thing you've done? Oh, you mean in secondary school? No, generally. There might be something nerdy that you do that everybody says, ah, this guy's oh, a no. nerd. Though. So technically, okay, so basically I was I was a bit of in the middle. I wasn't okay. I wasn't a total nerd and I wasn't a total yeah. cool kid. I was just like okay. I was just go, basically. Let me put it that yeah. way. But what it is yeah. is that you know me, I draw. And yes. funny enough. A lot of people don't know this, but when I came to, when I, when I, when I, in my junior days, I used to be in top five. Mm-hmm. In fact. Yeah, I remember. You were very good at math. That, yeah, the only person that used to beat me then, and I hated him with a passion there was Jimmy Kardashian, because I was in E. <laughs> yeah. And it used to piss me off, because when I was in primary school, I used to come first. Mm. And then when I came to secondary school, I was always coming second or third. Second. second. I could never come first, because <laughs> I was Jimmy Kardashian. So sometimes I used to dream about just going to go and put a pillow by his head and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't be first. So maybe that was the nerd part. But what is interesting, I will tell you for a fact, I don't have a junior work today as I speak to you. Yes, I remember that story. Yeah. I was actually yeah, promoted yeah. to SS1 based on being an above average student. Hmm. Because I, while they were registering for junior work, I was ill and I missed yes, the registration. So, you know, I would say that was the nerdiest thing that happened to me in my life that I was promoted to SS1 based on the fact that I was above average yeah. students. So, my wife, I always have a stamp, your net stamp. So, this is your net stamp. Go to get number. That's a big stamp. That's a big, big, mighty stamp. <laughs> That's like Jimmy. Right. neutron stamp. Because I was... I'm telling was, you. Not because I had the results. Because they would have checked through and said, okay, this guy is, 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 yeah, is good enough. Through, so, I mean, this yeah. guy was in top five. But all of a sudden, you're saying he should go and repeat. How, how is that possible? Yeah. Okay. Can, can we get your view on bullying? We all went to Ogdubolu. We know how terrible it was. And I oh, know yeah. you have some personal experiences. So oh, yeah. Can, can you very, share very some of your experiences of bullying? So, first of all, I was, I hate bullies generally. I don't mm-hmm. hide it. I hate the concept of bullying. I tried my possible best not to be a bully myself. And I think yeah. I that because even at, at this level, I know that there were not a lot of my juniors or even my mates that would say, oh, go bully them. Yeah. I tried as much as possible. And also because being a martial artist, we're taught to engage bullies. Hmm. So when somebody bullies you 
or you see somebody being bullied by somebody else, you go and engage the person to show them. Because my dad always told me when I was young that bullies don't like being hit. So when you touch them, when you hit them, in those places that hurts them as well, they shudder. Yeah. I, I, I always try to fight back because I didn't like being bullied. But yes, I got, I got bullied in, in a few ways. I mean, I got bullied mostly by my seniors, not really by my mates. Yeah, of course. That, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't say that. They were, I mean, we had our mates that were bullies and people that got bullied by their mates. I didn't really get bullied by any of my mates because I used to keep my lane. But I got bullied. Yeah. You know, I got bullied by my seniors. Um, one notable bully that I will never forget is Ok. I always say that if I yeah, if I, I remember make, that story. If I make Ok in this life, I'll have I'll have, I'll have questions for him. Because <laughs> I'll ask him is, bro, what the hell did I do to you that? I mean, yeah. you know, I don't want to go into the things he did to me, but it was traumatizing for me. And I was well, how old yeah. was I? I was twelve or thirteen. You know. So yeah. So yeah. Bullying for me was. I, I don't like bullying. I, I, I really don't like bullies. Even in my modern day world, when, I, when I'm when i on the outside and I see people bullying people or getting bullied, I react because it absolutely pisses me off. So, mm. yeah, that is my, that, see, that's my take on bullying. Honestly, bullying is, it has no place in this world. Mm. Has no I mean, great has said it any better. So, no I think we can, we can end it there, Ugo. Thanks so much. Really learned a lot today about, you know, fitness and of course we definitely veered in many different directions <laughs> so, very cool. It's cool talking to you i don't think i've heard your voice actually since forever so it's nice to to, to put a voice to the muscle bound guy that i've been chatting that's what all people see um, yeah. I went to, okay, to have a discussion with doctors because I was invited by a fellow doctor. Um, okay. And she, they didn't know who I was. So I, when I walked into the hospital, they were oh, I, sit down, sit down, sit down. I sat down. So when she came in, because she's the chief medical officer, she came in and she saw me and she greeted me. And she's like, why are, you there? why are you sitting down here? You're supposed to be in the conference room. I said, ah, they said I should sit down here. So she talked to her clerk. I was like, ah, why is he here? She was like, eh, now we didn't know who he was. They said, hey, this is the person that is speaking. You gotta look at me well. Like, <laughs> no, because okay, I, and I've had that all my life. And literally, I didn't say a word. I'm one of those words. I like to be inconspicuous anyway. So generally, I'll come there with like maybe a t-shirt and a pair of jeans. You know, I just mm. look casual. And then when I start speaking, people go, "Oh wow, this guy knows his stuff." You know, I remember. You know, a lot of people don't may not know this, but one of the jobs I did in the UK before I came out to Nigeria was I was a lecturer in the university. Oh, really? Yeah, so I lectured for three years. Mm. I lectured in sports science. And I used to get that a lot where I'll be in the classroom with my students and people walk in and say, oh, when the lecturer comes, you will leave. <laughs> and I'll just be laughing and I'll be like, I'm the lecturer. You look at me now, you can't be the lecturer. But yeah, that's 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 me generally. I just, I like to be inconspicuous. I don't like to, I don't like to stand out, to be honest. All right. Thanks, Hugo. That's cool. Now, just just to end it, I just wanted to say something like all those things you said, having long hair, having a, uh, a pierced ear, all the dial, you know, a chisel body, all those things you said, I actually had those aspirations when I was younger as well. But you know, I, I think, I don't know, I must have lost them along the way. So you, know that you follow through. I followed you, but yes. <laughs> All right, no, Hugo. Thanks a lot, though. Uh, All right, guys. I really appreciate this time. It's been it's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun. Honestly, thanks. Yeah, All so right. we'll reach out to you later. Thanks, bro. All right. Have a great day. Okay. Yeah, All you right. too. Bye. Take care. All right, everyone. 
Thank you for listening to the Net Talk Niger podcast. Please share the podcast with your friends and family so we can reach more people. Remember, follow us on social media, Net Talk Niger on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you're listening on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, make sure you subscribe and also give us a rating. Thank you. See you on the next one.